from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from Change of GPS. Joining with me is Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring. Stop laughing, Paul. We're brought to you by BGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software and the outsourced accountant taking care of all your offshore staff resourcing needs. This is the first in-depth topic of the year, Paul. Thank you very much, David. I think it is still going to take. It's going to take me a couple of episodes to get used to you saying uh, change GPS. Oh, it doesn't roll off my tongue yet. I'm going to get used oh, to it as well. It's all right. It's, it kind of catches me. It, it'll it'll stop. It is only day one uh, of that. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. Uh, welcome to our first in-depth topic. Uh, first week back, David. It's been a wonderful break. Lots of plans. This is where New Year's resolutions. This is uh, came back, David. Lucky enough, turned uh, introducing the episode. So in case that worried look on your face, I am I am getting to my point shortly. Uh, came back, tried a little bit of a de- digital detox, six or seven days, managed to mostly stay off my phone, which was good news for the family. Came back, David, to a barrage of prediction emails. I think that there was a, a period there where I was daily, almost hourly, getting uh, the, this year's predictions. The, the prediction emails become like the rush to get the budget analysis email out the day after. But this is off. worse. This is like because predictions don't actually have a document. Like they actually didn't read anything. They're and also they, unaccountable and not ab- factual. Absolutely. So un- we're going to do our own. So we are going to do, and I'm going to do, them, I'm going to do them properly. But this is the other thing. You I'm can't sick of join them. I'm sick of the same prediction. If we went back and actually looked at the prediction emails, and I did, David, I went back over the 2019 prediction. Safe to say, blockchain, AI, robotics, process automation, uh, government, uh, all of that sort of stuff has appeared. I think in in my living my living professional memory anyway. Certainly the last ten years. So. Enough of the boring predictions, and especially, David, some of them really disappointed me because they were written by content writers. I have no problem with content writers, but if you're a software company, and and listen up, David, prick your ears, uh, is that you're trying to talk about our industry from just giving it to a content writer, as you said, bang quick, bang out a quick blog. Uh, it'll stay up on the website for a while. We need to make this yeah. deadline, but we've, we've got to get it out before the, the year's in, partly in, over. Right, in a couple of weeks, or maybe sometime during the year, I'm going to show you the process that we, we're setting up in Change GPS for how a, the a piece of content actually gets published. Because it's, it's not easy. It's got Tim and I, who, you know, Tim's got his own, he's got general level stripes on accounting leadership as far as I'm concerned. It's not, um, we don't use content writers. It's Tim and I. And a lot of do, some startups sort of saved it from it, but a lot do. Anyway, these, these are, so I uh, sent these to David uh, during the break or at the, at the early this year and David has and put together. It. I got it and I was like, oh, come on, I'm still on holidays, leave me alone. Fair enough. Fair enough, but, but I was still, back. I still wrote back my five straight away. You did. I was I was fresh. So anyway, so let's go, David. We're going to go one for right. one. We are going to make our bold predictions. Duh, 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 duh. My first one is, and we sort of said, I said this in the back end of this year, I think there are too many add-ons. I think there are too many softwares. There are a lot that are struggling uh, financially and in terms of relevance, I think. This may be the year we saw a couple of we saw a couple of tech tech accounting firms. We saw some tech fall out of the race, run out of money, close the doors last year. 
I think we'll see some more. Uh, this is a pretty common, this is not an unusual thing. I think I say it in my predictions a couple yeah, of years. A lot of people think it because you just look and you think, well, the markets, there isn't that much money flushing through the market to fund businesses that aren't making money. Um, I'm going to add to this, and it's it's an idea that Zero's general manager, what's Trinidad's job? I always forget. He's pretty big. He's number one. Yeah. Uh, Trent said this every time we talk to him Trent says this and I've got I reckon he's 100% right and you, you, he ought to know he's running zero apps that solve a function are always going to be under threat by someone bigger just coding that function into their software we're seeing it or, or acquiring yeah, a competitor but apps that solve an industry vertical are going to dominate and, and there's going to be dominating apps in each particular industry. There seems like there's a lot of small feature, you know, you know, small feature nice to have sort of things. It it is a it's a very it's a oh, very tough game. Well, to there's zero add-ons, not that they're apps, but the fintechs are going to explode this year. I'm convinced. Uh, they are going to regulation not regulation, it doesn't matter. The market demand is obscene and the banks just aren't lending still. The big four aren't lending still. They are going to have a killer year. We, be, we just better get used to that. Transparency reality. on some rates uh, for some oh, well, the of regulation them. regulation will come. That, that it certainly does need to. What is your... My first best on... My, my, my prediction, day. like, this is something that I just haven't heard spoken about for a long time, which is in, in small, medium practice land unusual, but it's been bandied about a lot in the big firms because of all the problems with audit and commissions and inquiries. Governance and, and, uh, governance and risk control is going to become important again for compliance-based smaller accounting firms. We haven't spoken about this for a long time, right? But all it is is saying, if accounts start giving different types of advice to clients, they need controls around what they're saying. And this comes off a trend that we started to see last year where firms offering valuation services, despite incredible experience, people who could legitimately call themselves experts, struggling to get professional indemnity insurance. Um, you've got no clear rules, uh, in, they're not coming in, they're in. And as you, as firms, particularly firms who are diversifying their services, you're opening yourself up to a lot more risk. And the way governance and control works around that's going to be really interesting. I'll give you an example. If you're doing a three-way forecast for a business who's relying on that forecast to make a decision, right? This is a very simple example, Paul. Uh, yeah, Listen. sure. Because this is obviously for a bigger business. But here's and that's, the so you, I, I want to specifically. You have started this by saying that this is partic- you you said before, particularly for small firms. Yeah, because But now you're talking about three way forecasts. Yeah, Continue. Or if you're using one of those one way cash flow forecasting apps, you're pushing cash flow forecasting heavily. It doesn't you, work though, so you can't you, actually use it. Well, I don't know. One way forecasting, it has to title balance sheet. I don't get it. But anyway, it's it's growing, it doesn't really matter what I think of it. Let's just say you forecast uh, two pay runs in a three pay run period and it all stuffs up because there's not enough money and things don't happen and people don't get paid. Whose fault's that? As you expand the type of advice you give, you're opening yourself up to more risk. And all I, I just think that a, a, a conversation around governance and risk should accompany offering new services. I agree with you certainly in theory, but I disagree with you in terms of that it has any relevance on smaller firms. I Because my second point, and this is the thing, like mm. certainly in 
bigger firms that go that way, firms that do expand. I mean, I got limited license for super fun. Like that is just an absolute you yeah. know, balls up. And if you want to do financial planning, forget about it. Yeah. But my second prediction leads into this. I think you're dead wrong in terms of smaller firms because my second bold prediction, compliance holes at, at north of 80% of a firm's revenue, especially for the majority of the firms and, and in that the majority yeah. are small. So, so I, I so get the, the compliance if you, if you expand the thing, but I don't think your the, services. And I don't think the, the services will expand, especially I think, a, a, I think they I think they're dabbling. I don't yeah. think they're I don't think they're going to the level that is going to push too far into that compliance, but we'll see. Well, I mean, I still think compliance no, they're not going to the level that's gonna the, the, this isn't a compliance is dead thing. This is just a if you're looking at that next thing, yeah. also have this conversation. Understand. Certainly, I think you need to yeah be more aware of what uh, will happen. I still think compliance holds above eighty percent of revenue. Mm. It's happened for ten years. It's certainly not going anywhere. Most of the gurus have seemingly been beaten into submissions. A few more to go, but we'll deal with it. You'll get there. What else you got? I've done my second. You on to your second. So, uh, accounting bodies. Uh, the three big ones, IPA probably didn't have this problem as much as CPA and CA did, but certainly CPA and CA have the opportunity to increase on the great work they did in the back half of last year on, on increasing their relevance to members. Um, they've done, uh, CA in particular with CA Catalyst, um, have re-engaged a portion of their member base who are active and at least listening and at least curious to what's coming out the door. Uh, CPA, I've spoken to some people, Sarah Lawrence from Hot Toast, who is on the public practice board, or the equivalent public practice board in New South Wales, keeps telling me that the, that, that board is putting a lot of pressure on more activity. So the prediction is they will increase their relevance. I've also had the downside to this. Now, I want to reveal my source here, but CPA did a member engagement survey and it came back like 5.5 out of 10 were, were okay. It's really, really bad. Now, that, now these are coming off low bases. I think the opportunity is there to continue the good work and trend upwards with their member base who keep paying their fees every year. Uh, certainly, David. I, th- I think that, that I had that down as point three as well. Not that the points are in, in any particular order. Well, we order. did design it to have a good segue into your next point. Yeah, although I, I tend to totally agree that there is they've opened the door. You know, so I've been critical of uh, all of them over the past. I think they've all struggled. CBA clearly, we we know that a couple of years ago. Um, but, but, but members still kept paying. There wasn't yeah, the massive hard. jump yeah. that left it and went to CA. It didn't happen. No, 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 no. But and we're talking about them as a as a as a, as a yeah. body of bodies, not so much whether or not there's yeah, movement true. in between. True, true, we're talking true. about yeah. we're talking about all of them because you know early last year, mid last year, I, I really did kind of in a way worry about whether or not professional bodies did did have the relevance. It was you know good to see for me the the, the couple of glimmers of hope. Fighting for the return of the accounts exemption, if that brings them uh, close together, hopefully we see that. That may be, mm. for me, will be Good an point. interesting test Good on point. on whether or not they're listening. I would, I'd really love them to stop smacking the ATO. That's just a personal thing. They're just trying to muddy the waters around uh, to pit agents against the ATO. I think that's personally bad. But the professional bodies, this could be their big year, um, and they certainly have... Uh, have started and have the opportunity. It is there for the taking, I think, for them. 
Uh, my next big prediction, Paul. Decade-old ideas go mainstream. Which ones? Just, I feel I, like I've been around for I've been have, listening to been it for a decade. decade, but they're still not used by a lot of people. So things like um, getting your clients onto the cloud. There's still a lot of practices who aren't advocating their clients to do it. Moving your document storage system to the cloud so you don't have to back up onto a USB every day like a lot of people do with their ledger files. It still happens. A lot of accounts still do that. Um, moving clients to uh, getting getting off the hourly rate and the six-unit increment style of billing. I'm not suggesting what they're going to go they're not, to. There is I'm no such thing as time do. billing, David. There is Time billing not does not exist. Now. Not having that debate now. Nobody time I, bills. I, many do. There's many, write-offs. Many There's write-offs. Do. It's Matt, not a time billing. Many do. Many do. Just many stick still to use software. it. Stick to software. Many still use it as the measurement to determine the cost that gets charged to the client. Um, other ideas as simple as the way they engage with staff. As cloud starts to come on, will we see more clients let staff work? Why this? Why this? I, I'd be interested. Why? Because I would. I would say certainly. So why, why cloud accounting is? is? I would already say is is mainstream. Cloud documents, certainly for micro firms, there still no isn't that. that, way. that no co- way. Why, why, why this? Why this off? year though? This seems to me like a, because a, a, something that could be on any blog in the last ten years. Because two things have happened, and we have always said that these are the major catalysts for things actually changing. Yep. One, regulators are pushing digital services, might forcing people to use MyGov ID to access things. All of a sudden, forces somebody to say, "Okay, I'm doing tech." This is front of mind okay. now. This, this, is, this is now front of mind. More and more people are struggling to get staff and they're trying to say, well, how, and everywhere you go to say, how do I attract staff? The answer's always about, well, what, what happens in your firm? Is this a place they want to work? And so that forces a bit of modernization. So you've got, and so you've got government and regulators pushing it down and now we've got the bodies are finally doing it. You can't pick up an acuity magazine and there isn't something about technology in it. Eight months ago, that wasn't Yeah, the they could improve some of the writers, huh? Anyway, eight months ago, they were still talking about this massive global thought leadership stuff that nobody's True. interested uh, in. No, I'll... and now they're talking about practical apps you should use in your practice. I think for use. me, I think for me, the really interesting thing is going to be how um, uh, auto entry and HubDoc go in. Mm. We've spoken about these. In fact, this isn't one of my predictions, but I kind of tack it on to yours. Is that in fact? No, I'm going to go with it as a separate, uh, a separate point, a bonus point. Is that? Um, Software now starts to build out their features. We go we go away from this, whether it's through acquisition. We look at I, I'm gonna be really interested to see this year how the um HubDoc goes inside zero. Whether or not people pick it up and like it and it interest and it, it introduces them to the tech, it yeah. broadens their mind and they go, Great, what else is there? Or whether people go, eh, yeah, it's there. Oh, I'll dabble in it, but it's too hard. I reckon it's going to be interesting. I think yeah. I, I'm not with you about it going mainstream. I think it'll introduce a lot more people to that tech. Um, but certainly I think the big accounting software is going to get bigger rather than have more add-ons. I think the, the features are going to be built out in-app. I'm certainly hearing rumours of a big acquisition by one of the big players. Lots of I don't, they're a bit more than rumours. From I trust the sources telling them to me, Paul. I've I've heard deals in the past, David, and they have fallen over at the end. But anyway, That's we true. will we will watch this space. 
Uh, I went with the next one, but I'm going to keep going. I, I think I think this year, and this I don't think this is too bold because I think it's already happened. We certainly have seen it with what was SleederCon in the US was sort of a Countech. I think they're a version of Countech. Um, conferences changing forever. I think that we certainly saw. I'm going to call it the failure of of, of Accountech and going to Terrapin and and going in in that in that end. It certainly didn't end up well. I think the conference in David March Feb Feb March something will be very interesting to see what uh, you know. I'm calling it sort of the last chance for ABE. Um, I think the big box conferences are are running out of steam. Uh, and I, so I see a change in the conference landscape. I agree. <laughs> Was I paying attention to the talking? That's all right. Not at all. But I'm that's what it, it feels like when you do it to me. Fair enough. Um, but I agree. I mean, there is the, the conference landscape has to change. Now, this will come from two ways. Either the big box conferences are going to fundamentally change. I spoke with Schulte McPherson over the weekend, who is curating Accounting Business Expo, and they are making major, major changes to what that thing is. I don't think I'm allowed to tell them yet, but as soon as we... Because they haven't released anything. They're major changes. They really want want to change it. Will it work? I don't know. One thing I know for sure, going deep and building deep relationships between supplier, accountant, vendor, whatever whatever it is, is going to be more important than the broad nets that get cast at these big events. And you know, you talk to all the vendors, the quality of leads they get at these events. The biggest criticism of account tech actually wasn't the number of people. The number of people on day two is really low. But when you actually go back and talk to them, it was there were no decision makers there. There's been other so conferences where getting... the numbers were low, but the engagement was high and, yeah. and, the, and the add-ons and walked and, away and happy, okay with that. happier. So, yeah. But I agree. at account, account Tech, there were no partners. There were no no people making decisions there. But from the trenches events, we get more partners. That we're probably at Account yeah. Tech. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yours, David. Point four on your list. One mate. of the big Just- casualties of the Roaring Twenties is going to be value pricing for compliance services. Now, before you debate me on what yeah. value pricing is, because I don't want to have the semantics of what whether fixed pricing constitutes value pricing or not. I'm talking about the Ron Barker, Baker, I always Baker. get it wrong. Baker. That textbook, price the client, price the value, take into account these 20 outcome, questions. Outcome-based. Outcome-based price yep. for, for compliance work. And actually for the majority of work, for compliance work, it's going to completely disappear. And for some of the other services that people are trying to use it for, it's going to go to the extreme minority of experts because it is hard it is so hard to do. And if you have to spend time learning something in your firm, pricing is really important. But honestly, just jack your hourly rate up to 400 bucks an hour and fix price it out there. I just think it's too hard and it's not scalable in a firm, meaning only the partner can ever do the pricing because they've got the experience to read the client and get a feel for it. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that in the, the sequel episode about the difficulties around pricing... 100%. Pricing advisory. Oh, 100%. About, I'm going to talk for hours about pricing advisory. Let's, let's put value pricing. And I think that that this year we should stop talking about... The, we should stop putting the word value pricing and compliance in the same sentence because Great. we in Australia, I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world, you, you, you actually, it's unethical. It's not within the tax practitioner's board to charge on the basis of tax outcomes. So... It's certainly anyone who, well mentions, for anyone who mentions all of those gurus out there talking about value pricing and compliance, please stop it. Get, I reckon it's good don't let the door work. don't let the door hit you on the way out. 
around the business advisory side, especially around business sales, should accountants it's, be taking so a percentage? Hard. But should they be taking a percentage of the sale price? Look, I think there's there's valid argument in that, but stay away from small firms. Largely stay away from those compliance and don't lecture us about that we should move to it because it actually doesn't uh, doesn't exist. It's actually, we, I'd actually, it'd be interesting to come up with a list of, of the five things you could do in your firm. That, let's just say you've got three hours a week to learn something new, which is not unreasonable. Like you can find three hours a week to learn something new. Free mentoring has that, David. Where, I've got through I've got So where's pricing sitting freedom mentoring on the list of important things to learn? There is, it's the number one, uh, there's an ebook uh, inside, it's my old ebook that's now hidden inside of, uh, not hidden. You need but to make that more available. Now inside uh, freedom mentoring. The, the, the secret sauce to pricing, uh, which I've spoken about oh. a, lot of, a lot of times, please reach out. Uh, and, and freedom mentoring has a lot of that. It's not this... Uh, Airy fairy, you must. This is no textbook. This is actually what I've done in my firm for ten years to work less, <laughs> earn more, less time. Uh, it is it's spoken about it often. I'm not How often give do we get to away. cut each other off when we talk about the the things that we do? Should I've cut you off? Then? Well, we should keep it. We should keep a uh, a board of uh, <laughs> mentions of your your paid employment versus my small business, David. I'm a small business and my TEDx talk. <laughs> Got it in. Listeners, yes. listeners, please help me. Give me the power. What else? Uh, you got? My last one. This, this one. I'm. This did you one. Just cry, small business. Yeah, I did. I, I thought You're I was. Anything, I thought I was trying it on. Nah. nah. Uh, my last bold prediction. I, I'm just going to say this is more of a hope. This is more of a hope because I mean I'm sick of them. Business coaches for accountants. I, I, I think. I think we've reached. You're sick of them. I think we've reached. I think we've reached them. peak. Pete crazy, especially for me, the ones that, but I think the ones that that seem to have, that popped up, but but from a, I'm liking the ones that have popped up um, from practice. You know, I don't, I think some of them have gone to the side of, of following a lot of that marketing message and and, and and going too far from their practical roots or their practice roots. But these ones that are like, I, they've been a sales manager all their life or they've done marketing all their life and all of a sudden they're a guru for how to run your practice. I think those ones are the ones that we've perhaps... Uh, last year I saw it, there was a lot of that eye roll. There was a lot of sort of people tuning out on that, certainly in um, private conversations when you get a group of accountants together, they, they certainly um, don't hold them necessarily in too high a regard. Uh, I think I think that it'll be a difficult year for them. We may even see them move to other professions. It's time to go and, I don't know, be a business coach for architects or something. <laughs> architects need your help. Look, I think, I think you know, there's always going to be merit. If, you know, if you're good at your job, there's always going to be demand for you. So if you're the type of consultant who can quantify the value you make for the people you consult to, you're, you're set. You, well, you pick a niche. I was just some of them would pick a niche, like actually but, just. Yeah. But overall, I reckon demand for. I don't call them consulting services, but I think demand from accountants who want help in making a change is going to keep getting bigger and bigger. My my tip. I'm just checking the time. We haven't gone too long. My tip for a lot of these, you know, I hope that the message Isn't freedom mentoring a consulting this, service to accountants. Yeah, but based out of based out of practical experience, not based out of a textbook, not based out of I've sold all of you. This Are we is keeping a, record of the amount of times I set you up yep, to yep, freedom. That was lovely. I thank yeah, you. So uh, net off now. <laughs> no, but it's uh, one of my extra ones, especially around this business. Case, one of the things I hope for the industry is. W- 
we stop just focusing on top line growth. I think in the back end of last year, we did it a little bit. We were talking more about growing time, growing efficiency and growing profit. I hope that we get through some of this noise that's coming from marketing and business coaches and to some point software um, providers as well about using the word growth to only define total size, head count, in De Niro were talking about that on that interview they did with Ryan Lazanus on the Future Firm podcast. Ryan said, you know, your firm's grown huge amounts. You've got 300 staff now. And she says, well, that's not a good measure. Like we're using tech. We should be coding away. Headcount's not the way to measure success anymore. Absolutely. I think, and hopefully that continues as we focus less on uh, size. It shouldn't matter. Your last... This is the final one. So I think, you know, I'm always interested in what the cutting-edge firms are doing. I think that the cutting-edge firms are going to look less at technology and more at the client and staff experience. So these are firms who have got their tech pretty down pat. They'll always look to, for, for gains here and there, but they've broken the back on the major efficiency you can get. They're on zero tax. They're using XPM or Carbon or Asana or, or, or something for their workflow. They're using chat. Um, they're, they're using digital signatures. They're using perhaps digital engagement software as well. And that stuff's better down. And they're now going to look at it and say, well, based on every interaction that the client has with my business, is the client happy or is that easy? And some examples are, you know, we send PDFs and Excels, Excel documents. The client open them. And my experience is so much this stuff just gets hidden. They don't look at it because it's in the too hard basket. We had an example a few years ago where client portals were all the rage because they were sold to us. But They've no been pushed. One, mobile apps. No one. They were mobile apps. Well. Nobody went to the, their clients and said, do you want this? Is this how you want to consume the information I send you? Yep. Um, and you've got really cool client experience apps coming out. I'm going to be talking about this a lot during the year because it's interesting. It's really interesting. And from staff experience as well, you know, the talent market's tight, always has been. It's always the number one problem for firms. How do you attract- well, struggled enough just to find one, yeah. You, you struggled enough just to find one. You've got someone that we hope is going to be great for you. 15 years experience. We'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll get her on the show once Ooh. she starts, Paul. Yep. Um, but, you know, that's that staff. I will talk experience. a bit more about that, about that losing 100% of your staff in, in yeah, one we'll, day. We'll do it in depth on that in, yeah. in a couple of weeks maybe. Yep. Um, but, but I think that the really smart firms are going to look at the, the client experience. And these are, these are a bit buzzwordy, but they're really important. You know, at, at the end of the year, do you print off all of the reports and the compilation reports and put it in a binder and put your bill on top and call the client in and give it to them? Is that a good experience? What else is there? Uh, yeah, exactly. And it, it's funny, like you, you're talking, so this is about the cutting edge firms, whereas your number, your point three, I think, was about, Things going mainstream. Yeah, this is you know mainstream. For, the, for the rest of the. I, I hope this goes mainstream because it's I, good. But I'm I hope so that sure we finally it. see like people. I can't stand it. And I had this during the week, a new client meeting. Um, the 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 accountant takes the data out of the live data file and goes and puts it into their own ledger. Yeah, yeah. That you know, I, I want to see that stop. Like I want to see that go to mainstream. But no, look, I don't uh, disagree with you, David, around the, the client experience. For me, for me and my firm. Uh, that um, the customer experience stuff has always been led by the features when they go into the features development inside of software that I'm already using. I wasn't yeah. big on automated signatures until until zero tax had it. Until automated um, signatures are great. You know, thing. until your corporate compliance has it. Until all of that sort of stuff has it. You know. So for me, a lot of that tech in my journey, because I'm a small firm, time poor, you know, it, 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 these things are hard to turn on. 
I, I think we'll see it from that. Right. I think as the features go. And, and you're, a great point of that as well is BGL at RegTech last year announced an addition to their Simple Fund product, which allowed clients to take photos and upload documents through. And it, it got like a round of applause in the room. That's going to materially change the way the client interacts with the accountant through a tool that's in software they're already using. And it's not easy. Like you, you look at, nah, um, you know, hard. I think it's um, zero, not zero now, my. Uh, Zero HQ, I think. If there's something in there that's like a fetch, a fetch about you can do templates for fetching and, and talking with clients, and you know it has great potential. But these things aren't easy to build. They aren't easy to learn. They aren't easy to implement. So let's see uh, what the year brings. But we'll be here to bring it uh, and keep uh, abreast of these. I think it's going to be. I think a lot's going to stay the same, David, especially in that, obviously, that compliance, the very small firms. Clearly, a lot will change, I think, in the marketing, in your your job this year, David. You think will, that I'm single-handedly going to change the way marketing to accountants Will happens. be very interesting. No, no, I just, I no, no, no. Flattery. Not at all. Um, but I look forward to a very good year. Listeners, we love hearing from you. Please reach out. If you see us around, if you have any content, we love hearing for you. The competition to get on on Worst, there are some people who have put their hand up, still want to make it on Worst, I'm sure. Really? This year is who your... Who make it on Worst your, on Ground? People. I might put them in best just to upset them. <laughs> but anyway, look, uh, we love hearing from you. And we love bringing you this show. We are looking forward to a great year. Have a great week. See ya. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter, at Paul Meissner underscore, or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter, at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.